0: On Giddy Up, Facing the breeze with Anthony Butt and Jack Trainer.
1: Jeez, there's plenty happening in harness racing. We had the biggest weekend of the year, the AG Hunter Cup, on Saturday in Victoria. Now we turn our attention to the Carnival in New South Wales at Menangle, um, which gets into full swing on Saturday night. We also had the Great Southern Star there on Friday night at Melton and... Oh, we've got two Jets joining. It's Anthony Butt and Jack Trainer. Jack Trainer was making headlines before the Hunter Cup on Saturday morning when he joined me on Winners on SEN Track, and the team joined me here on this Tuesday morning. First of all, Anthony Butt, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Good morning, Jack. And, and hi, Jack. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Good morning, now, Ant, did you listen to your apprentice who looks up to you as his mentor um, on Saturday morning when he actually decided to ring in? to SEN and um, have a chat to us on the radio just to make sure that he has his little mate, Jack Callaghan on the record. And he called him out, which I thought was just absolutely, um, it was outrageous radio, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And it was the perfect lead up, I thought, to the Hunter Cup. What, what was your take on it, Ants?
2: Oh, no, I loved it, Gareth. I yeah. didn't actually hear it live, but someone told me about it. So I <laughs> got on the podcast and listened and, um, yeah, Jack really made his mark. You know, yeah. he set the tone for the race and uh, pulled all Jack Callaghan. He had no option after that but to hold the front. So uh, made the race for Jack and he all but pulled it off.
1: Yeah, and then when you think about how well I cast No Shadow when who finished second and he went out of this world, Ants, um, you've probably taught Jack this, <laughs> that you can actually win the win these big group ones in before the race when you play the mind games, etc. Was that something you taught him?
2: Well, I don't know about Tordham, but uh it's not really a thing in New Zealand but he's obviously been an Aussie a long time now and he's he's learnt the ropes really well. So no, I was say you said you know, a lot a lot of my games going on before the race. Will he hold? Why do you hold and um but yeah, it's good to see uh he's a big boy, old Jack Callaghan, and uh he did what he wanted.
1: Yeah, and full credit to the prince, Jack, he, he did. He he wasn't bluffing. And and well done too to to summit Bloodstock too for keeping their word. So you have got to give them a little bit of praise, despite your concerns pre race, Jack. As I say hello to you, as, as I say hello to you.
0: Yeah, that's right, Gareth. Um, I actually I owe two public apologies. Yeah. I publicly apologised to the prince. Yes. But not thinking he had it in him, and uh, also, I publicly apologise to Blair Orange for probably making him think he didn't have it in him. Yes. So, um. Yeah, I always, first of apologise if I'm wrong. I, I didn't think you'd do it, but...
1: Um, and some at Bloodstock, yeah, please. Uh,
0: oh, no, they can wait. No, they're no, not getting <laughs> an apology. I, they own, I owe them a few for the race of Grins, so... okay. Um, that, trouble to go, but yeah, no, it made a good race of it, and uh, yeah, it was good to be a part of.
1: Now I've got something that's I need to get off my chest, Ed. Is this okay? Um, Ray Green, a star yeah. of the sport, does a wonderful job with Copy That and... He's been a little bit crook of late, so we're thinking of you, Ray. But to come out and say those I, these ludicrous um, comments after the race, saying that Jack Callaghan, um, who, who does he think he is um, for not handing up to copy that? Well, your horse isn't that good, Ray, to hand up. Um, and unfortunately, you probably overrated your horse a little bit. And your driver, who's a great driver, Ants, Blair Orange, if he had his time again... Um, he would have assessed the situation and and realised that they've gone a a lead time five seconds quicker than they did last year. And all you had to do, Blair, was control the race from the breeze and it was your driver that stuffed up, not Jack Callaghan.
2: Yeah, certainly created some controversy. And Yeah, um, yeah, i not like to see that going on from the trainers and drivers. We normally... You know, you think a lot of things, but you don't say them publicly. And um, but in Ray's defence, you know, the the journalist involved, he has a bit, has got a bit of a name for you know, printing that kind of thing, and he might have okay. exaggerated Ray's comments a little bit. So um, it might have been all Ray's fault, but he just said uh, it's a race. No one owns the front. You know, he said the the way to beat copy that was to park him, and uh, yeah. that's what the boys did. And uh, so, yeah, that's racing as we say, and there's another day tomorrow.
1: And it's like this show never puts anything like mayonnaise on anything, does it, um, ants? So,
2: no, no. no but it, yeah, as I said, it's, uh, it's part of the game. You know, we're there to race, everyone's got the same chance. And as I said, no one owns the front or the. No, you know, you've got to earn it.
1: So, if Blair had his time again, he would probably, like, he would probably nearly rate, copy that, and a little bit better from the breeze, you would imagine, then instead of going straight to the front or did you think he just had to take the punt and have a crack and see if Jack Callaghan was bluffing or not, Ants.
2: Yeah. I don't think Blair did much wrong. You know, yep. he, he kept out of the early burn early and worked his way around there. And, you know, you would think, you know, on previous form that, um, you know, the leader would hand up, you know, so I think he's entitled to have a crack and, um, and it was just unfortunate the horse over overraced after that. He has done it twice before Gareth and, um, you know, choked down and been pulled out of the race twice before, once with Morris McHenry and once at the Cranbourne Cup last year. So he's got a bit of a history of it. So, you know, I don't think Blair did much wrong. He said if he found the front, which you're probably entitled to think you've got a fair chance of getting, he probably wins the race.
1: So what is it with you Kiwis these days, Jackie? You you think that you're so much better than us, that you've got the arrogance like Brad Williamson on a few occasions, and now Blair that you just, uh, every time you rock up that we hand up the front. It's not like we yeah. hand up the front, not like the Kiwis that hand up the front at the 600 meter mark. Um, this is not yeah. Addington anymore, Jack. No, it's getting a bit like that, <laughs> isn't it,
0: Gareth? Um, yeah, I was actually, we well, you know Brad Williamson, the stewards definitely didn't scare him. He'd done an exact repeat drive, <laughs> his very next drive in Australia. So <laughs> he's, um, yeah, he definitely hasn't learned his lesson, but uh, obviously the next time around it was a better result. But you yeah. yeah, like Ant said, uh, probably on paper, you would have thought that the front would have been there. Um, I thought it was as I made clear, but uh, for copy that, but, um, yeah, it's having a beer with Blair on Sunday. I think he's the opposite of what you said. I think you said, if he had his time again, he wouldn't have backed off at all. So okay, maybe us Aussies and you, you Aussies and us Kiwis think different.
1: No, I love it. And I had a chat to Brad Williams in there on, on Saturday night and he had a bit of swagger about him as well. our oh, man, which is great to see, but, um, well, to everybody's credit, at least it was an entertaining race in the Hunter Cup this time around. We didn't die wondering, did we?
2: No, and that's what happens when you get a few Kiwi drivers in the race, Gareth. <laughs> you said the Leah put a bit of action on earlier and then sooner pastees as, soon as the pasties, it was myself and Jack Butcher the only ones game enough to make a move. So uh yeah. perhaps we need a few more Kiwi drivers over and, in these big races instead of the bore fest we get half the time. That's
1: a good point, and I love Luke McCarthy but if I think if he had his time again, he would have made a move on expensive ego. I thought that was the perfect situation. Finally, he would have been able to get into a contest with a strong lead time and then get into the race and, and dictate the race from the breeze. So um, I was a little surprised that he didn't get going mid-race.
2: Yeah, I think if he had his time again, he probably would have. And, um, you know, I think there's a pretty good chance he probably would have found the front. So, yes. They won't be in front. So uh yeah, but that Jack might know more about that. He's a Sydney-sider, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's always easier after. You get these split-second decisions, and um, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're
1: no. wrong. And i tell you what, Dave Moran, geez, he's a big-time driver these days, Jack Trainer, I thought. And your drive was pretty good as well with um, I Cast No Shadow, but Dave Moran makes few mistakes on the big stage in these Group 1 races.
0: Yeah, that's right. That was a. Uh... It was just showing off, really, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a, just an 11 out of 10 drive, and um, yeah, the cutting of the corner reminded me a bit of one of Anthony Butt's winning into Dominion Drive, so he's obviously done his form, Dave Moran, and yeah, he's becoming one of the regular Group 1 winning drivers, isn't he? So he would definitely be one of the top drivers in Australia, for sure.
1: Ants, so I had a, a few people ring me over the last 48 hours, um, mainly racing journalists, that uh, talking about Captain Ravishing and they're just trying to like, there was a few out there that I think Bruce Clark's one of them. I think he's going to write an article on um, his RaceNet opinion piece about how he was blown away by the performance of Captain Ravishing. So when you, you've you driven this horse as well and now, of course, he's gone to the Emma Stewart camp and Clayton, Clayton Tonkin team, but... Um, how good is he? Could he be the the winks or the black caviar of of harness racing? Is he that good, or do we just need to just wait and wait and see for a little bit and see what he can do in Sydney?
2: I oh, know he's very good, Gareth. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Sydney's going to be a step up again for him. Um, you know, he's probably got the chariots at his mercy, but if he goes into the miracle Bowl, you know it's a different kettle of fish, but he's still going to be the horse to beat. He's you know, I said to someone yesterday, he's probably the most exciting horse I've seen, since Christian Cullen, you know, with these looks okay. and um, gait and speed and that kind of thing. Like he, We've had great horses in between, but this horse, he, you know, he said he wins by such a margin and seems to do it so effortlessly. So, you know, it takes you back to that Miracle Mile at Christian Cullen one, did not it? So yeah. hopefully he can go on from here and, um, you know, keep producing.
1: Would you start him in a Miracle Mile as a four-year-old or do you think now that because the Eureka's there – that they can be, you can be patient with your four-year-olds and go to the Eureka and then have a big five-year-old season when you can attack the open-class open racing? Or do you think if you're a four-year-old and you're up and going and you've won a chariots, that you, you should have a crack at the Miracle Mile?
2: Oh, I, I think it'd be very hard to turn down, Gareth. Yeah. You're, you're probably in Sydney. You've, if you win the chariots, you've got form on the board. And, and it depends how he wins it too. Like if he blows them away, it's sort of a no-brainer. But, if he, you know, if it's going to be a battle and um, that kind of thing and he just gets there, it's a different story. But, you know, a million dollars, it's uh, awfully tempting and he can probably, you know, have a break after that, you know, sort of thing. So, you know, as I said, a million dollars goes a long way.
1: He's a $2.50 favourite, Jack, for the Miracle Mile with Bet365. Is it all over? Should we just give him the cash or do you think that... um there's horses out there that deserve to be a little bit shorter in the market when it comes to the Miracle Mile.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be low enough in the Miracle Mile yet, Gareth. i I've seen the other day somewhere that he was $1. thirty or $1. fifty in the Chariots of Fire, which yep. is, you might as well just rock, go rob a band. That's just daylight robbery there. I don't know if the tab's up to date there, but <laughs> um, I couldn't take the shorts in the Miracle Mile yet. You, you'd want to see them load low the four-year-olds away first, but yeah, he's a pretty exciting horse and that was the first time I've seen him in the flesh racing for Clayton and Emma and um he was pretty impressive.
1: I cast now a shadow just quickly back to him. Jeez, he was mighty. Like you you were part of that lead time a little bit, and then for him to finish off like he did, that was like a career best effort for mine. Did you think that you were going to win there as they spun for home?
0: Yeah, we wrapped with him, Gareth. Um obviously Grimo was really happy with him during the week and uh, yeah, there for a split second, just where I lost Dave Moran out of my vision, I did sort of think that I might be able to run them down or, you know, go very close. And then obviously 50 metres later, I seen Dave Moran get the run through. So that sort of crushed that dream pretty quick. But um, yeah, we are really happy with how he went. And the main thing too, he probably just proved that he's not just a fence horse. And that was probably his narrative going into the race mm. and that he's only any good on the fence or on the soft trips. And um, yeah, he probably proved that he's a... Genuine green
1: circuit horse off that right? race. Hey, Yance, we had the Great Southern Star and Adam Hamilton penned a really interesting article on the harness.org.au website there on Monday regarding the All-Star miles are getting lost there on the Friday night before the Hunter Cup. Um, do you think we need to make the move with the All-Star, not the All-Star mile, the Great Southern Star, I should say, which is the featured trotting event in this country and maybe move it to a different um, part of the season is it a week before the the, the hunter cup for mine I would just if we, if it's going to be on racing.com the hunter cup I reckon you should just have the, the great southern star on the same night I think that would have been great viewing especially for a new audience being in um, awe of these standard breads that could race twice in a night I think that provides great drama and entertainment for a new audience racing on a racing.com uh, watching on a racing.com
2: yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense, Gareth. um, it seemed to get get lost a bit over the weekend on the Friday night. You know there wasn't a great crowd there, that kind of thing, a lot of people waiting for said day, so yeah, I think what you say is you know make is good, you know, like check it on the Hunter Cup night or and uh, you know, as you said, the vision and the the drama with the barrier drawers and the heats and the horses getting through it', it make for a fascinating viewing. so. Um, yeah, I think either there or the week before. The week before was a bit of a tame night as well, so there wasn't a lot happening there the middle night of the carnival. So either or, but if I had a vote, I'd definitely go Hunter Cup night probably.
1: Yeah, 100%. Hey, how good's BD, Joe? Jack train? I thought that horse was impressive there on Saturday in Sydney. Um, you Do you think this horse can make a splash for the Telfers and Timmy Williams there throughout the Miracle Mile Carnival?
0: Yeah, I think so, Gal. If he couldn't do much more than win the other day, and yeah. um, to set park your first race at Menangle and go one fifty, it's obviously you should improve from that run. And uh, if yeah, if you get to, add, like a nicer, sweeter trip, um, for sure, I'd say they didn't bring him over here for no reason. And uh, from what I know, or from what I've heard, I think they were going to target the Newcastle Mile next, so get a good guide if he stacks up. But yeah, he couldn't have been done much more than what he did Saturday.
1: And what about the young prince of? Um... Harness Racing in New Zealand, Carter Delgetti, he's got, they've got a smart one that has arrived, of course, in uh, um, the one there for his father, Republican House, I think, that goes around in the chariots of fire, looks well above average, I should say, Republican Party. Um, How good's this young horse, his four-year-old Ants?
2: Oh, no, he's a pretty good horse, Gareth. He's had really good form in New Zealand and, you know, raced at the elite level and, was always round about it. So, you know, the other night Carter Delgetti he just owned the race. Um, obviously took a bit of advice from Jack, who he's staying with, and uh, yeah. yeah, as I said, he's got the real swagger, hadn't he? And um, he's waiting till he's twenty-one, which is next year, I think, and he's going to head up to America. So he's allowed an A in the pubs and uh, B on the track. So, yeah. the interesting, you know, see how he goes up there because he's, you know, Dexter basically was his older brother. You know, they grew up together, so he's had great role models, and he's himself on the track
1: he didn't count to 10 in one of the early drives however he had for you jack but um that's a learning experience for young carter but he seems to be a young man that looks like he's definitely going places yeah that's
0: right gareth i shut him on one of mine to let him get the iron and um might have just thought the winning post was a couple hundred meters before <laughs> that but i'm glad he got that out over the road on one of my ones and he got the job done on the main one so he's a really good young driver carter and so I knew him when I was only about, since I was about 14 and he was still at primary school and now he's over here staying with me, you know, bringing his dad's group one horses over and yeah, you can just see over in New Zealand is driving. He's, um, he's doing all the right things to be one of the top drivers over there and or anywhere he goes for sure.
1: Now, Ant should have, um, catch wave, got a spot in the Hunter Cup. Do you think Harness Racing Victoria missed out on an opportunity there?
2: Yeah, I think so, Gareth. You know, I don't think you should have got in on form and, uh, you, know, re- you know, performances, life performances, but you've got to chuck in the unknown factor sometimes and make the race a bit more exciting. And, right. you know, we've seen it, you know, they missed that golden opportunity a couple of years ago with Ride High in Lock and Lock and um I bet they've kicked themselves ever since. So, you know, I think, uh, yeah, they've got to just be a bit more proactive and, you know, do, do a Peter Velandi sort of thing. Mm get things that are going to create a bit of controversy and you know he would have been a great addition to that race and um you know i think sometimes we just stick to the rules a bit much and you know you got to think at the moment sometimes
1: yeah 100 percent. and your counterpart in new zealand mickey Gurin, who does a really good job but i was at the Caracas sales yesterday and he dead set disagree with me that catch a wave and He he uses this this argument when he gets in debates. You don't understand. I travel around the world watching all of these horses and the Victorian horses are overrated and blah, 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 Mickey G. And he pointed out that no one else would be watching the race, the Hunter Cup, just because Catch a Wave was in the race. And I disagree with that. I think he would have had, and forget about getting new people. What about the people that love the sport, support the sport all year round? I think as a harness racing fan, I would love to have watched what catch a wave could do against that field because of the X factor. I think he proved that in the Mercury when he came from near, near impossible spot to win. Um, so I think that we need to be brave sometimes Jack trainer and, and add these horses to these races.
0: Now I'm with Matt G there. I think if you want to race in those sort of races, you you've got to prove yourself against that quality of horse and, Also, if if I was in a handicapping position, I'd be a bit worried because if I was taking one out of that field on Saturday to put a Wave in, it was Rock and Roll Do on his previous form. (laughs) So you're lucky I'm not the handicapper or or for that at
1: all. Well, I would have taken out a few. Um, Anyway, in New Zealand, like Old Town Road, went really well, but he he has to race um, against the open-class horses because of the pathetic... um, um, the pathetic system that you have over there or down there ants with your rating system. So you've got no other choice, but to compete against the open class because you haven't got the four year old races that we have, but that's another argument for another day. ants, I guess
2: you're on fire today, Gareth. Yeah. Well, uh, I've had a
1: gutful sometimes really. No,
2: there's, there's fours and against for everything. And, um, but as I said, I, you know, like, I think you've got to look, you know, look to the public's, you know, do something different sometimes yeah. and uh, create a bit of controversy, get people talking. And um, as I said, there was a couple of horses in that Hunter Cup, that, uh A, were out of form and B, you know, didn't add much to the race. So uh, yeah. yeah, let's get, let's get bold and do something different sometimes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just do something. Now, Jack, if you got a winner for us coming up this week, in fact, you're lucky that you keep your driving um, because I, I mean the number one being the number one driver for your stable, because Jeez, I think that young kid, Brown, has just come on leaps and bounds since he's been given more opportunities. And I don't think he's got to drive there on Saturday night, which is a little unfortunate. Yeah, he will.
0: But before I give you a tip, I want to know what's happened to you in Karaka because for some reason you're gone right off the Kiwi. So something's happened here that you need to speak up about. No, I
1: I love Mark Pert and I think it's great that he's buying et etc. I'm just keeping you Kiwis honest. Some, sometimes well, you, you get you, ahead. You of, know Sometimes you get ahead of yourselves a little bit, but um, yeah, just need to bring you into line a little bit. Um, Fair enough.
0: You and many others, I think.
1: Yeah. So have you got a winner for us? I love the Kiwis. Don't get me wrong.
0: Uh, I, I think um, I'm really happy with how brave you, Kelly's, come through her run. She's uh, might just have the wood on the side of Memphis again from the draw this week, so she could be one to follow.
1: Well, if you can rate Stylish Memphis a little bit better, I think she probably beats <laughs> Brave Yee, Kelly. <laughs> there you, Kelly. Can I go now, Gary? No, I'm only staring. <laughs> Ants, have you got a winner for us? Uh,
2: got one in on uh, Thursday night. Yang Gifted and Black. She finally gets a good draw at uh, Bendigo. So she's no certainty, but um, I think she'll sort of be hard to beat.
1: We had a few text messages coming through. Most of this is just tongue-in-cheek, isn't it, Ants? We're mm-hmm. just having a little bit of fun.
2: Yeah, we no um, don't show too boring, Gareth.
1: Yeah, we. Can. Hey, hey, Jack, go and get them on the weekend. Really looking forward. I think I might be at Menangle just to have a look on Saturday night. So I'm, I'm heading to, to Sydney for the 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 um, classic sales there at Inglis. So I might go and say good day to you, Jack. So make sure you, um, don't be a stranger.
0: Sounds good, Gareth.
2: I'll see you then. Good
1: on you, so Have you got a drive coming up throughout the the carnival in in Sydney?
2: Um, no, I was nearly on Brave View, Kelly, but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly he lost me that. after. I lost <laughs> it. So were, but uh, I might, I'll probably be there for the last night with the Trotters, I think. Yeah.
1: All right, mate. Well, times have changed how Carter's not giving you an opportunity anymore. He's kicked you off.
2: No, those days are gone. Yeah.
1: Man. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Ants. Thanks, Jack. Love your work. See you later, That is Facing the Breeze on this Tuesday morning. We will take a quick break and we'll come back with plenty more.